Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Spiritual Rebels and Misfits podcast. We are really excited that you're here to get weird with us. <laughs> and we're going to have all kinds of, you know, absurd ideas playing around with magnificent guests. And we're just going to go to places you always wanted to go. But, you know, you can tell mom and dad how you felt about aliens, about channeling. You couldn't say fuck. I'm Ashley Bradley. I am a mom. I am an intuitive business coach. I'm a business psychic and a channel. And I am James Lester. I am an open homosexual. I'm a speaker, a writer. I am a member of the recovery community, and I am a queer activist. And after you listen today, we would love it if you would follow us in one of the podcast places, Spotify, Apple, just to name a few. Subscribe, leave us a review. It helps new people find what we've created. And we thank you for listening. Let's do this. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> Our usual intro of giggling. It wouldn't mm. be us without mm. it. But I am pretty fucking stoked about this topic and about Krista Marie Miller joining us again. Um, what are you excited about? Because I know that I was trying to get you hyped up on like Jesus and like sexual magic and all that stuff before we hopped on because I I felt like you needed to feel some of the excitement around this topic and you weren't quite there yet. So, um. well, first of all, <laughs> you just sound like you tried to like get me in the weirdest church ever in the way you said that, <laughs> and you were not talking about Jesus at all. You just oh. Should I share? I had a sign you guys yesterday, though, that this topic was like thoroughly approved by Yeshua slash Jesus, because I was at Body Studios and I was actually doing a session with Krista and I saw a Jesus um, like a air deodorizer kind of thing um, in the bathroom. And I was about to pee and get ready for my uh, beautiful vibroacoustic sound therapy thing, which is like a different episode. But there, above the toilet, was Jesus. And I was like, thank you, Jesus, for that confirmation that you're really excited to talk about sex and magic and the Bible and the women, by the so way. So you were talking to the air freshener. You Just were. In, no, were you, it was kind you, of this. This is my internal. No. No. Oh, no. Then fuck. no. I felt, honestly, though, like very um like I was floating yes that was I think before the vibroacoustic but I had like all these amazing spiritual experiences yesterday three which is also a really amazing divine number and so I did feel like I was like floating and just being activated in all of these ways yesterday so um I felt very spiritually high yeah I wonder, you know, if Jesus does return and like he scopes things out like how he's going to feel about like an air freshener in a fucking restroom in his image. Has the, okay. Image, I'll tell it, you my perspective okay. from, uh, cause I did read Dolores Cannon. They walked with Jesus and mm. he's like, did not want to be idolized. He was just kind of like with the people, one of the people, like everyone is equal. So I think he'd probably be like, weirded like, out. Like, I think he would probably come back and see his face idolized everywhere in these churches. And he'd probably just be like, wow. I mean, he's, he's 
seeing it and experiencing. But yeah, I do feel like um, everything that I um, have learned and discovered specifically about Yeshua, as he was called in the time, was that there was there was a lot of religion going on, but there was a lot of hierarchy within the religion. And um, like women, for instance, weren't allowed to go like past a certain part in the temple or, you know, if people weren't of a certain class, they couldn't go as far. And so he would always be like on the outside, like teaching on the outside of the temple. Um, and he was doing that so that he could be for everyone and with everyone. And it was like, I think that's what I want to talk about with the women is that there was actually a lot of women that were with him and that traveled with him. Um, some of them not that I know of with Mary Magdalene in particular, but some of them had to disguise themselves as men because they weren't supposed to be out of the house by themselves. And they would actually be placed in different towns, kind of like think about it as like a grassroots movement where there might be someone that's like the leader of it, but that there was a lot of different people involved in it. And the women played just as important of a role. It was not less than, and he was like one of the few people that wasn't treating women as some kind of like, second-class citizen at that point. So I feel like he's very here for this part of the topic yeah. with the women. So yeah, That's definitely what I'm excited about is to learn about all these women that kind of have been, you know, bleached out of things, whitewashed out of things, because it happens mm -hmm. all throughout history, you know, not just in biblical tales, all throughout history, women are just like completely bleached out of things. So I'm really like Lilith. We started Lilith. Talking Let's about talk Lilith. about Lilith. Yeah. Let's talk about Lilith. Let's talk about Lilith first off. Um, Gorgeous. Yeah. Hey, Lilith. Um, hey, girl. <laughs> so she was portrayed. What was the definition that you looked up of how she is described in the Bible? A, a demon. demon. Mm -hmm. A demon. And, I, and a side note, I am now, your new nickname is Lilith. So take with that what you want. <laughs> well, with this new description, you'll understand why. Uh, but there's actually been a lot more women um, that have started to enter theology and to start to look at all of these tales and to look at a lot of the, the truth of what was being described. And so demon, the, the demon part was like fully made up by a man at some point, but she was actually the first woman created. She was made of the same earth as Adam. And uh, he was trying to ask her to be submissive to him. And essentially she was like, Fuck, Fuck no. that. No. She's like, I am created as um, the same as you. Like, God created both of us. Like, we are equals. And Adam wasn't really having that. So Lilith, like, flew off. She just went to get with the archangels and just, you know, serve that higher good. And <laughs> I think you inserted the flying off part. <laughs> it said something of that nature, but... Who knows? Exactly. Uh, I know that Adam tried to go and send people after her to like make her come back. And then um, and then essentially Eve sprouted up after that. And so you mentioned I didn't even think about this before with Lilith. Uh -huh. Lilith Fair. Lilith, like. Lilith Fair. Like I never thought about it, but it was talking about how she actually embodies like our sovereign, our so sovereignty. I always fuck up that word. Sovereignty and our freedom and our free will choice. And I just feel like it's a totally different view than what we might see if we just took the Bible at face value and did not get curious or ask any questions about it. Well, yeah, because she's just referred to as a demon throughout it. And if and, you don't look yeah, at the Mary Bible, Magdalene as a prostitute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that brings us to some other things, which I do feel like. 
I'll let you know where we're reading from in case you want to grab this, because I know that Krista got me reading the Magdalene manuscripts, the alchemies of Horus and the sex magic of Isis. And she's right because she's like about halfway through it slows down and then it picks up. So I am about halfway through. I'll be honest. Cause I was just reading all of the, the part of the channeled texts of Mary Magdalene. I just like, couldn't stop reading that. I couldn't put it down. And then it kind of shifts over into a different part of the story. Um, but the alchemies of Horus are basically masturbation. It's for when you are um, doing sex magic alone as an individual. And then the sex magic of Isis mm -hmm. is with a partner. Mm -hmm. And um, so she's the goddess of magic. And so I did want to show this card because I feel like people might have different meanings when they think of Isis, but it says sexual energy is sacred. My pleasure is a prayer that brings me back to life. So just wanted to introduce in a bit about Isis and kind of just warm you guys up so that you're understanding some of the basics of like why on earth we're putting like sex and magic and women of the Bible into one episode. So wait, are you, are you reading the part that I asked you to read? I think the part that I read to you first, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So, so I'm going to read you guys a short page just so that you guys also have some context of why the topic. So uh, the sex magic of Isis is based upon the realization that the feminine principle holds within her nature, specifically her sexual nature, an alchemical key. This alchemical key is revealed in the act of what you call love, sexual love. When this is activated strongly enough, the alchemies of Horus spontaneously present themselves. Within my training, it was understood that there were two paths, alchemically speaking, to the same goal. The alchemies of Horus were the foundation of both alchemies or practices since the same fundamental pathways were used. For those who did not wish to engage in partnership, the alchemies of Horus would provide a means to strengthen and activate the Ka body or spiritual body, I believe it is, to the levels of high initiateship. For those in partnership, the sexual magic of Isis would provide the wings by which they would ascend the Dejed and enter the throne of highest consciousness. From my vantage point, I see a great tragedy in that the secrets of the holiness of our sexual natures was made evil by the church, by the church fathers. And for nearly 2000 years now, the most dynamic and one of the most rapid ways to God realization has been made wrong. And I find it indeed ironic that the church has made it a sin and therefore terrified those who might have stumbled upon it. Mike, drop on that shit. I love that so much. I mean, not only for all the women that are kind of buried in the Bible that we're going to be talking about, but for sex in general and how it's been turned into this big, naughty, no-no thing. And it's yeah. beautiful. And it's yes. masturbation is beautiful, too. I'm going to go ahead and say it. All right, uh -huh. I'm say it. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I think that we are in a place right now, like – that we do need to be asking questions and realizing that some of the things that have been fed to us for the past 2000 years and have been thought of as truths are in reality, um, they are beliefs, right? That we have not been questioning. And it is time for us to really start to ask questions and come to our own truth by feeling into it by um, knowing that if it makes us angry or if it feels um, 
uh, like there's a, a big part of us that wants to resist and push against us. That is because it is us clinging on to the fact that the fabric of all of our reality now has to be questioned. Because if we question that we were conditioned to believe that, that means that, oh, wow, well, I have to question everything. So I think that that's a really important thing also to remember for those of you that um, are on a spiritual path like us, that when you are out in the world and when you are sharing your magic and sharing your gifts, if you do find people that are resisting you, just remember that they're going through that process as well, that, that like, it's not just that one isolated thing for them. It is like their entire world concept <laughs> that they, they are being asked a question. And so I just want everyone to like, keep that in mind and really know that it's not about them when they get those reactions. Um, sorry. I just like kind of had to. No, I love that. Cause we, that. We, do, we do have to be patient with one another because we are at different levels of questioning the fabric of our existence. I know we're going to pull Kristen, but isn't there another part from that book? Oh, I asked yeah. you to read. Yeah. And, and before story. So, mm -hmm. so hold on. I asked Ashley to read this. And 50 mm -hmm. shades of gray. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Character so scene. this is Magdalene. Okay. Thank you. I will forever remember the first time that Yeshua came to me after his resurrection. It was a new moon. The sky was clear. A light fog hung over the heather and everything was silver from the light of the moon and the stars. I saw a figure approaching and on the windy trail, it led to my cottage. Ironically, I had just gone outside to draw water from the well and there he was. He looked the same yet with a radiance unmistakable. My eyes filled with tears and my heart trembled and I ran to him stopping short. Okay. It's fine. It's <laughs> and to get more of that, we have a, a 1-900 number set up for If you'd Ashley. like my recording. Um... The, the mystic madam. 1-900 mystic madam. <laughs> you guys, we have to fucking fund the podcast somewhere. James' yeah. only fans page is also available. Um, no one's subscribing to that shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay um anyway um where were we i think we should pull in krista i think I that if you guys have questions um then we're here for it so please let us know if you're here let us know where you're listening from because we really want to feel like we're next to you guys just like all connecting and you know sharing in this beautiful moment so talk to us let us know where you're watching from so krista we're gonna pull you in girl Hi. Hi. I'm just <laughs> loving all this. This is <laughs> She's like, why did I agree to do this podcast again? <laughs> Actually, this whole topic was built around Krista. Oh, like this is just, it just uses me. Um, I'm using my camera here a little bit. Okay, there we go. Um, yeah, like, thank you for having me on to discuss this. Um, I haven't really gone too public about this information. So this is really, but I mean, all my close friends and family know that I just preach about this and just say mm -hmm. how important the alchemy of Horus is and the sex magic of Isis. Um, I have been practicing this since I was seven years old. So I learned this at a very early age about the um, the sacred uh, act of uh, getting into its its manifestation, its manifestation magic, and building mm. light body. Um, and uh, so um, I, I was highly sexualized as a child, and um, it just 
since I was, Magdalene came in and started talking to me about this very early on. And um, I just, when I came upon the Magdalene manuscript, because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I've had it for many years, but when I came upon it, it was like, oh my, like I just, I could not, I just couldn't stop crying because I was like, this is exactly what she was telling me. Exactly. She gave me a lot more information than was in this book. But it's like, this is a great jumping off point. So I highly recommend this book. Mm. Um, it, it definitely does that. And Ashley, don't feel bad. I talked to Jesus, Yeshua at Body Studios. <laughs> Above the toilet. <laughs> it cracks me up. And they're watching us pee. <laughs> I love it. You know the exact thing I was talking about. Sorry, my... My nose is like running as if I, I feel like I went into a bit of channeling in my tirade for a moment because I'm like, my nose is doing the thing that it does when I'm usually doing reading. So yeah. pardon me, but yeah. <laughs> it's freaking awesome. Uh, yeah. So again, like this is, this is a topic near and dear to my heart. And um, I, I, I love that. It, it... Can you talk about the parrot for a second? Because it's screeching in the background. Can you just maybe let people know what they're hearing so that they're not like, what is fucking happening? <laughs> Mom, I can't bring him in on a podcast. Can you carry him in, please? Okay. So the <laughs> said that I'm not in the same room as him. <laughs> Earlier, um, it's her this, imp. Huh? It's your imp, right? It is like <laughs> he flew into my parents' backyard and um started eating from my hand and now he is like legit attached to me and you could hear him screaming when i am not in the room with him he screams and so that's my new baby <laughs> so my mom is gonna bring him in so he doesn't flip out anymore <laughs> uh, so yeah that that's is so the funny he does not have a name yet because i'm still waiting to see if anybody claims him Mm. I have to wait two weeks and have him posted. I have him posted everywhere around in the neighborhood and things like that to see if anybody does claim him. But I'm pretty sure. Mm. Pretty sure. I think so. Yeah. Yes. He's, he's my baby. So I would love to have you talk more about um like the connection with Magdalene and Jesus. Like, because I think the sex magic and her really actually being a sexual partner. With Jesus, I think is a really important aspect to talk about. Um, so, do you want to share that part, Krista? Yeah, hold, hold on one second while they put the bird yeah. next to me. <laughs> we could have got him his own camera and set up and <laughs> just pulled him in as a guest, you know? <laughs> okay. I've been, each time I start yes. channeling, he starts talking along. He like gets. Oh my gosh. He's like, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> it's like whenever I get into that higher energy, I'll, I'll, I'll show him. Here's my baby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't hear you guys. So that's okay. okay. Don't ask me. I said hi. Okay. Hi, guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Chris's mom. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> I know. Yes. Okay. And see now he's quiet. Okay. So we got to go back. We got to go back. Okay. We talk about Yeshua and Magdalene. We got to, we got to start with Isis and it actually starts 
a little like before even ISIS, because um, so this is my understanding. Take what you want and leave the rest. Okay, this is my understanding. So what originally came was Hathor, and Hathor is a light being colony that came and helped assist us in evolution. They modulated our DNA to go from the that quote unquote missing link. There were three distinct light being um, colonies that came and did this and Hathor is one of them. I am ultimately Hathor. That is part of who I am. Hathor, so Isis was a priestess goddess for Hathor. Hathor is the original one who brought in the sensation of orgasm into our physical body. So we originally have to go back to the OG, original orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> original gasm. I like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, words here. That, that we can all think that to Hathor. So instead of, oh, God, during sex, we should be like, oh, Hathor. <laughs> Writing this down. <laughs> uh, and if anybody um, has seen my logo, the Hathor symbol is actually the woman's clitoris with um, cow horns coming mm. over, uh, you know, the libido and everything. And that is the symbol for Hathor. Mm. The more you know, folks. <laughs> Maybe like a reading rainbow to go by real quick. <laughs> yeah. Well, go ahead. Um, I, I did not have clues here because I didn't know where this was going to go. I, um, Ashley, can you show the picture of Isis again? Yes. Because Isis on her crown. Isis has the Hathor crown on top of her. Okay. It's okay. Yeah. I so, never, I never knew. So that's it's amazing to know. Yeah. And that's actually also on the priestess card in the tarot deck. Mm, okay. Hathor also represents into Hinduism as well. As ever used to Krishna, they always have the cow with the horns, and that is Hathor. So, there you go. Um, Isis was a priestess of Hathor, and she was the one who um, Isis, Osiris, and um, uh, Horus were the original Holy Trinity. So they were the original father, son, um, mother, father, son. Mm. The original Holy Trinity. The Christian story of Mother Mary actually came from Isis and Osiris and Horus. Um, Mother Mary was Isis reincarnated. Mm. This is where we get... And Mother Mary was Isis reincarnated and, again, also a priestess in the lineage of Isis. Um, I am an initiate of Isis. Of the, some people call it the cult of Isis. Some people call it um, the, uh, the priestesshood of Isis. There's lots of different names. It's all the same. So, um, and Isis really taught how the sex magic. She taught the alchemies. Um, I actually, I, I don't know where the alchemies of Horus came from because Horus was her son. Um, I have not gotten the downloaded information of how that became into masturbation, but it is, you can achieve the same type of goal through masturbation along with um, sex magic with a partner. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, you're talking to me. So they're saying you can through solo, but 
in order for, thank you. Oh, this is so fascinating. Okay. When two partners come together, they're saying the sex organs don't matter. It can be male, male. It can be female, female. So one person has to hold the masculine energy. One person has to hold the feminine energy. They're saying genitalia has nothing to do with this. And they really want to make that clear. Hmm. One person holds the masculine, one person holds the feminine. And when you guys literally come together, you create and strengthen your light body. That is the true way to strengthen your light body. But it must be done as a partner. Talk now, about like how the, are you going to go there about the specifics of like the partnership before people try that? Okay. Cause I felt like that was a good distinction. <laughs> um, and then the alchemies of pores or masturbation um, that is used for manifestation because in order to, and so many people forget about this, but in order to properly manifest, you must be in your bliss body. And how is the funnest way to get into your bliss body, but orgasm. There are other ways to get into your bliss body, like free fall, roller coasters. Anytime you're in that <gasps> suspended release of exhilaration, that is your bliss body. And that's how, and you can also through your bliss body through meditation. I know that crystal, who's like a sex and shadow coach, um, that has been on a few times talks about how we need to remember that that's life force energy, that sexual energy and orgasmic energy is life force energy. And that that's how we create babies through having sex is it's life force energy. So for anyone that's like having trouble connecting, pleasure and orgasm like with spirituality i think that was a really good distinction for me yeah we call it um sikkim in um isis lineage um it's spelled oh my goodness um s-e-k-h-e-m and that okay. is the the life force um it literally means what makes it, it literally means what make things what makes things erect mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. literally in the mail and then i'll <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is the sakem and that's that's the life force energy but it also makes things erect in your uh, jed which is your sacral pathway up the spine okay um okay where are we going next um um okay yeshua and magdalene how they got together we'll go through there yeah that's what they want to okay yeah, i think so so this was kind of an arranged marriage in a way um, Mother Mary was uh, gathering water by a well. All these things, like with Magdalene, like major life changes have always happened next to water wells. <laughs> but they have. Um, in this, <laughs> and it's funny, is because Magdalene's told me there are many different versions of this story because her and Yeshua's story has happened across so many different timelines. I love that. Different versions of the way this happened, and they're all accurate. There is no wrong version. The ultimate uh, goal, the ultimate, um, she's just using sexual terms for me today. She's like, the ultimate climax was the creation of the light body. And I'm like, okay. Let it rip, Kristen. <laughs> no hold them back. Um, so, um, Mother Mary, um, we just call her Mary in this lineage. M Mary was by the well, um, saw that Magdalene was already initiate of Isis. And how you were able to tell initiates of Isis is we uh, 
and I'm going to be getting this tattoo soon. It's a gold snake band on the upper arm. Okay. That symbolizes that you're an initiate of ISIS. And so she had that tattoo and uh, Mary saw that and saw her life force energy already inside of her. Mary told me once that she just glowed. She just had it bursting within her of just this sensuality, sexuality, manifestation, sacred feminine. And she's like, that's the one for my son. That's mm -hmm. the one to help him along with her, his journey. Um, around this time was um, Yeshua had just come back from studying in the East. And so he learned meditation. He learned the ways of uh, Buddhism and he went down into India and studied Hinduism. And so those missing years, he was studying the Eastern religions. Wow. And so he knew how to get into the correct state of energy in order to uh, come together with Magdalene. Copulate. There we go. Um, he had never uh, he had never been with a woman before because he held it in such sacred uh, union that he was waiting for the right person. I have a quick question because some people uh, think that Jesus actually might have been gay or like very fluid with his sexual partnerships, maybe on a different timeline, oh, but that um, I am personally a fan of the gay Jesus theory, but I don't know. Uh, he was maybe fluid. He was definitely <laughs> fluid and flow, which we could all ultimately end up being. Uh, I think that, yeah, I think I, that I've seen that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely feel the more and more and more and spiritual I get, the more fluid my sexuality becomes. Whereas just like everybody is beautiful and everybody is sexy and it's just like. It's just, energetic and spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I so feel you. It is. Uh, Yeshua was definitely flow, but um, he had never penetrated a woman uh, prior to uh, Magdalene because of the sacred act. And um, again, I was taught this very early on as, uh, from Magdalene that you do not allow anybody to enter your body unless four things are present. Mm. And these four things, and I have pulled this very, very true, very true for me. Um, you, for as a woman and as a masculine energy, you have different guidelines. But as a woman, you need to be honored. Numero uno. You need to be honored on all fronts. You feel safe, meaning like if you walk down a dark alley with your partner, and again, this has nothing to do with genitalia. This could be like a masculine, feminine person or masculine woman that you're with. Okay. Let me make it extremely clear. Um, you need to feel honored. You need to feel safe. Like if you're walking down, you're going to be protected. Like they're going to jump in front of a dodging train for you. Mm -hmm. You need to feel secure, meaning they're not going to go anywhere. They're not going. Um, they don't want to use the word cheat, but they're going to, they're going to be with you and only you, unless you guys do bring other people into the mix. But it is really only the two of you when you are in the sacred act of sex magic or alchemies. It should only be you two connected. Um, secure, safe, honored. And then, and then finally, um, the woman needs to be able to literally blossom and open up and receive. And receive. Because 
if those first three things are not present, she will not properly open up and receive. And if you do not properly open up and receive, blockages occur. Mm. So how many times have we followed this advice? <laughs> no, I don't know that. Joke. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's asking you specifically. Yeah. But. <laughs> These are like I'm very, very like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, nobody can literally penetrate me unless all those four aspects are there. Yeah. Just so you know, man, Chris ain't fucking around. All right. <laughs> <laughs> No, it takes, it takes a lot to get with me. <laughs> You're God, fireworks. <laughs> You're just saying. You're just saying. <laughs> um, and for the men, um, it's very similar. You also need to be honored as the protector. The masculine energy needs to be honored as the protector. You need to be honored as, you know, uh, providing men come the masculine energy comes with the penetration energy it comes with the action energy it comes with bam 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 and you gotta honor that and and the men have to like just bring it and say this is who i am and this is what i have to offer and i'm gonna take action and then the women have to open up and receive so the men so it's still honor safety and security but then they they have to come in with legit penetration and love i don't think that you're saying though that like the woman can't be like okay now you're submitting and now i'm gonna get more dominant and you can kind of go those places in other sexual ways right yeah no there's no okay i'm here you guys are welcome. I know someone had the question, so you're welcome. I think you had the question. <laughs> I was like, asking for a friend, asking for a friend. <laughs> See, the great, I'm just going to go there because we're there already. The great thing is, is there can be a reversal. There can be a reversal of the masculine and feminine. So if someone usually takes the feminine role, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful, sacred relationship, they should be able to switch at times. Love it. Thank you for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is it's part of inhibiting and allowing the uh the light body to um be manifested. So yeah, so Mary hooked up Yeshua and Magdalene said, Hey, you guys get together, but it was legit, almost like love at first sight when they met at that well. Yeshua and Magdalene like <laughs> each other, they're like and Magdalene always said it was his eyes, his eyes that did it for her. She's like, she's one of the original people that said the the soul, the windows are the eyes, the soul, because she was just in and all in. And uh, that's what started their sacred union. And they both knew going forward um, because Yeshua at that time had already knew how things would transpire. He knew he would mm-hmm. be passed. And he knew he that he would be sacrificed um, for the greater good because he was actually in talks with the Roman Empire. He this was all orchestrated in order for uh, but he but Yeshua didn't want to become a martyr. He didn't want to become somebody to idolize. It was just it was a political statement at the time of. Um, allowing because it gets real dicey um of uh, allowing not it was like 
kind of like an F you to the government of like, yeah, I am a badass, but I'm going to allow you to do this in order for my people to see how sacrifice allows you to open up more spiritually and allows it's that just that faith and sacrifice, knowing that this is part of the path and the plan. Mm. Um, but it was definitely, and also a huge, huge reason. Um, so Magdalene helped Yeshua. So Yeshua, I'm sorry if I'm stepping on toes here, but this is my understanding. Uh, Yeshua did not die for our sins, but what he did was um, Magdalene and him, they created a very, one of the strongest light bodies possible uh, that also helped him with his medium. He was a physical medium and it helped him with his intuition. It literally helped him perform miracles. Uh, mm -hmm. All the miracles were because of the sex magic with, with Magdalene that they were doing because it got them literally closer to God in that form. And so um, each and every time that they, they held it and this is not tantric sex. This is very, very different. This is not Kundalini energy. This is extremely different than the two because what you're doing with the main, you're, you're creating your light body here on earth, which is so difficult when we're in, you know, alternate galaxies, our light body's easy because that's what we mainly are in. But in this human realm, creating the light body is what it is. And what does the light body do? The light body helps us connect to source. It helps us connect to our light being guides. It helps the more and more you vibrate out with this light body. Yes. He likes that. <laughs> <laughs> you vibrate out with this light body the more you can connect in with source and spirit maybe so, yeshua is coming to us through the parrot can i just put that theory out there i was thinking of calling him yeshua believe it or not is there any significance to the number seven for you as well because for whatever reason i keep seeing a number seven a golden number seven behind you so and my oh, i just felt like i had to tell you so sorry to interrupt just oh, you know, my out. spirit number is 711 711 and 911 are my spirit numbers. Uh, the 711 for me uh, represents that I'm on the spiritual right path for my human experience. And then 911 is I'm on the right universal path of my uh, uh, soul consciousness. So that's my two spirit numbers. So 711, 911. Okay. Well, maybe they're just trying to give you signs that yeah. this that you need to be talking about this shit more, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what Magdalene yesterday did was they created his light body to be so strong. And then when he did cross over, you know, like whenever you've heard somebody die, they say, oh, I went into the light. I went into the light. I saw a bright light at the end of the tunnel. Yeshua literally paved that path with his light body was so strong. He created that light tunnel before Yeshua crossed over on the cross. Um, in that time frame, there's another time frame that he did survive the crucifixion, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> but in most of the timelines, he did cross on the, he did cross over on the cross. That's interesting. I never made that connection. Um, mm, interesting. Um, right. I'm like, huh? Okay. Um, but when he did perish on the cross, um, his light body, uh, paved away because before that, when people crossed over, they would literally cross over into darkness and their soul would not know exactly where to go. But then when Yeshua crossed, he had that strong light body where it's like, oh, now I have a light to follow. Now I know where to go. And mm. 
10 times more powerful than dying for our sins. Yeah. The tunnel of light or the light, the light that we see that, that, or even in how it's represented in the Pixar movie soul. Yeah. That I think that that's when you say that to me, I'm like, Oh, it makes so much sense. And I also think that everyone talks about how Yeshua was glowing and that all of the portrayals of him like it's always that like yeah just like it's all this glowing white light around him and so uh it's it's just interesting to even think about how he's depicted now although he seems really white and I'm pretty sure that we could say that Jesus was not a white man and um what what do you have to say about that (laughs) very dark and uh very uh not so much of African-American or African skin, uh, or it was kind of like a mix between African and Indian skin. Very um, mocha creamy color. Very, mm-hmm. But you have these crystal blue eyes that penetrated you, which is extremely rare in those times. Um, and mm-hmm. that's what people were really drawn to and what really made him stand out was those blue eyes. Um, yeah, he's saying maybe green hazel was more the color, but very, very unique. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's just confirming all that. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what, that's what Yeshua did. And, and he achieved that from, you know, uh, being Magdalene. James, do you want to jump in? Cause I just feel like I'm just like, Oh, what about this? So what about this? Like, do you have specific I'm, things? I'm just taking in the education. I, of course, you know, I like to fancy myself a male feminist. I want to hear some, Krista, like some of the women that you feel have really got the raw end of the deal as we've moved through history. You know, the women, like, you know, I didn't really know about Lilith until, you know, Ashley and I were talking about it before we started the podcast. Is there any women besides Mary that you feel really have gotten the raw deal or are not really celebrated from the Bible or that time period? Um, well, there are so many unsung heroes. There were actually at one point more dis- female disciples than there were male, male disciples. Um, mm. They were um, the mass majority of their stories have been burned and shredded and lost to history. Um, but at one point, um, Yeshua said he had 35 female um, disciples and 20 male disciples. So. And the way that Yeshua chose you as a disciple is that he, um, the more and more he practiced meditation and connection in, he could see a person's light body. He could see a person's connection to source and how much they actually um, worked on themselves. And if they worked upon themselves and their connection again to source, uh, that was how he like in, invited them in. Um, there was never... Uh, again, to my understanding, there was never a, you must go through me in order to get God, to get to God. Yeshua strongly taught that you have the connection and you have God inside of you. Mm-hmm. you that spark of God in people. And if they honored that spark and they saw it in themselves, that's how they became a disciple in order to help teach other people to see that spark of God inside of them. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's interesting because I often have... I feel very puzzled by the fact that like only men are present in the church that like they are the only ones. And I mean, I'd say I've hear that there's more modern churches where that's shifting, which is amazing. But I feel like, like wh- who were the people that were essentially channeling and like they were coming down from the mountain, like were they called prophets back then? But there was, there was like these male representations of channeling. I feel like 
in um, the Bible, right? The, the, oh, if I pronounce it right, the Essenes? Oh, I, I know. I've heard of that before. Okay. Yeshua just corrected me. He's like, they, they were the Essenes. Essenes, um, yeah. That's what Yeshua really worked with. So they were prophets. They were male prophets here on earth. Uh, light beings, though, they weren't human. Yeah. Yes, they weren't human. And Yeshua was in direct connection with them and went and again, learned through them. Uh, there was this cave that he would go into and learn from these light beings because the, at that time, light beings were very much among humans. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So he would go into a cave, you said, and it's interesting because I just had this very interesting meditation vision going into a cave. And so you told me, yes, I'm curious. I'm like, Yay! <laughs> and it was kind of like light language and things like that on the cave. And there was a ship that was within the cave and there was all of these crystals and there was like uh, a not of this world craft inside of this cave, but they were all like glowing in these different colors. And so I don't know the significance of that. I just saw it in this very deep state of meditation. And the last time I did the vibroacoustic sound therapy, I saw that I was going to be pregnant before I actually knew after many different readings told me about it, but I saw these, these angels coming and working on my womb. So this is why I'm saying this is important that there's something, I don't know, sidetrack. Sorry. Well, no, yeah. <laughs> the have been part of this journey since the beginning of time. And it's unfortunate. Why are you covering them up? <laughs> it's like you have a new baby in the house now with the bird. <laughs> I don't know why I'm covering my bird I'm with testing. its blanket. Okay, okay, I won't be. A- <laughs> <laughs> I love my mom. Um, so, uh, but there are, they're still here. The light beings are still here. They are just are uh, like, Yeshua was like, they're undercover, they're secret agents. <laughs> I'm like, he's, Yeshua was. Mm-hmm. So- you ever like, you know, he's a freaking crack up. Um, <laughs> um, but they are cloaked uh, because they don't want to. Uh, it would be more of a shit show if they showed themselves. Then, um, but it was very, and it was mainly um, what people call uh, the, the Essenes were part of, again, to my understanding, uh, that they were part of the tall whites that are still part of coming and giving us information today. You're starting to go way into my language and I'm loving it. I mean, now that we're here, not to take away from the parts of (laughs) opinion, but I mean, if you look at biblical portraits and paintings, there's always crafts in the very far distance. So it's always hinted at. And, you know, it's starting to come up now, but it's always been hinted out all throughout history that light beings have been here. Mm-hmm. So now you're starting to get me all revved up about this. It's 100% true. Um, I've known this in my whole life, right? The bird knows Confirmation. Too. Fuck yeah. Thank you, Yeshua. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> book with a bird for next time. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when I get into a topic that he likes, he goes like berserk. 
Oh, (laughs) oh my gosh. So, um, I know that you and I both were, have talked a lot about Dolores Cannon. And so I do think like, I'd say the, the keepers of the garden was like a really good one that talks about like the beginnings of life and sort of the, I think like the Adam and Eve story, but like a very different perspective on what happened and how life was seated here. And then they walk with Jesus or there is one of her books that I do want to read next. Jesus and the Essenes. Have you read that one? I've only or- read custodians and now I'm like a quarter of the way in through convoluted universe. Okay. So- yeah. I think, um, Jesus and the Essenes. And so everything that she's receiving is from somebody that's under a deep state of hypnosis that's accessing their subconscious and their past life memories. So it's like direct encounters. And from my perspective, for someone that doesn't channel like Chris, Krista, right. It's kind of like the next best thing to like really hear people's encounters who were there at the time and different pieces are put together from it. So I think that might be a good resource for people that want to go deeper. Like what other things would you point people towards that want to keep going on this? Keep going on the, of, of the channeling of the, like the learning of like the sex magic and like Jesus, like a different view of Yeshua Jesus than maybe the, the traditional Christian viewpoint. There's so much. So um, at the age of 16, I became Gnostic and Gnostic talks about the sex magic rituals. And um, so I consider myself Gnostic Christian Christian. So the Gnostic Bible has a lot of information in there. Um, I think they even, oh my goodness, what was that movie? Um, the Da Vinci Code. Um, remember oh. They talk about uh, how she was freaked out because she saw a sex magic act um, and her, her grandfather was Gnostic. And so Dan Brown really got it right with the Da Vinci Code. He did his research and he, that's a pretty good book. Uh, even though it's very pop culture, um, it was very good. Um, so yeah, the Gnostic, anything Gnostic related is going to point you in the right direction. Um, thank you. <laughs> River just wanted to let us know. Love the parrot talking. Oh, you went away. Good. River. I just saw it. She read it. Yeah. You. Yeah. I know nothing. This is my third day with the bird. I don't know what I'm doing. I just realized <laughs> toddler. That's all I've realized so far. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> You cracked me up, Krista. Um, and so where else were we? Oh, I think this book, would you say the Magdalene manuscript is like the best book that kind of talks about if people do want to like look into the alchemies of Horus and how they can channel their their energies? Is that the best book to learn about that? Yes. Hold on. One second. Square box. Square box. Right there. Perfect. How to get something from right my there. dad. <laughs> Hi, dad. Hi. <laughs> Everyone say hi to Krista's dad that's watching. Give him a shout out. Throw him some hearts. Throw the parrot some some hearts, some rainbow emojis. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so blessed to have a family where I can just openly talk about this and they just walk in and it's just nothing. Right? I get those pencils. Yeah. <laughs> so the yeah to learn about like the alchemies of Horus or the sex magic of Isis if someone's like fuck yeah like I want to channel these energies for manifestation what would you point them towards excellent excellent book to start off with um 
I will be having uh, my own doctrine book coming out soon um, of, because I, I take it probably a good 10 steps past this book of getting more into detail of, cause we could probably do, we're already at, you know, that time, but I didn't even yeah. do the process of the sex magic and how you do it. <laughs> uh, so, um, yep. That, that, that bird has been a cock blocker now. <laughs> <laughs> I think the book does like break it down, like to where it gives at least the basic steps for how you're like going to pull the energy up. So like, I think that it would probably be better for people to have it written down anyway, so that they can have like a reference point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a great book. Um, let me see here. Um, yeah, that's all I can really, like I said, I'm not really book read. Um, so I, I just get, I'm kind of spoiled where I just get my information from source. <laughs> um, but this is, um, oh my goodness. Um, Kathleen McGowan, she's probably one of my favorite authors. So she wrote the expected one shout out to her. Um, uh, uh, so she wrote the expected one and that was an excellent book on the Magdalene Yeshua story. Um, and she got it, she got it really freaking right too. Um, let me see here. Um, Mary, there's another book called Mary called Magdalene that um, is also a good one. Um, yeah. And like I said, anything, any um, in the Gnostic Bible, there is um, there is a book of Magdalene. And they actually talk about how, you know, and they said, and Yeshua would kiss her upon her upon the lips and loved her most above all disciples. And so there was just multiple confirmations that they were in a sacred union. And hmm. so that was definitely in the Gnostic Bibles or the Nag Hammadi library. Sophia is in the Gnostic texts as well, right? Yeah. So Sophia is just like the ultimate divine Christ consciousness expression. Um, I think again, we should do a whole episode maybe at some point on Sophia. For sure. She's, uh, for me, Sophia is very much more of an energy than an actual human being. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, uh, Yeshua actually coined the term Sophia to her because it was just because um, it works with. It's like that just that divine feminine energy coming in and holding space and holding she whenever Sophia comes in for me, it's kind of like just this womb carrying warmness of let me and it's not even sacred mother. It's just sacred feminine of let me hold you. Let me pull you into my chest and just smother you. That's what I feel with Sophia of, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of just, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> that was when you told me about the Magdalene manuscript, like I had happened and like seen the Sophia code. And so I actually went and I was like, oh, I feel like I'm supposed to read this one. So I actually got that one first. And it's all of these kind of like light code activations from these um, different, I, I would call them the women ascended masters since we don't hear about as many of them. So personally, I really enjoy those. It's totally a different thing, but it's also really fucking powerful. So I love that one. Yeah. It, um, uh, you remember the woman who wrote the Sophia code? Kaya, Kaya Ra, um, the channel. Yeah. Yeah. She's a, perfect example of a divine feminine channeler and uh the information that she was able to download into that book was fantastic so yeah that's a great that's a great book to 
and you know, Isis is in there. Um, mm-hmm. Is Magdalene in there too? I don't remember. I think yes. Um, yeah, I know that Kuan Yin and Green Tara and um, White Buffalo Woman. I'm trying to think who else. Oh, Kali, I'm pretty sure is one of them. I think, right? <laughs> Kali's awesome. <laughs> uh, did you guys get a chance when you were in Sedona to um, see Green Tara's temple? We didn't. No, it was such a quick like day that we had during daylight. So it was very fleeting. That um, Buddhist temple with, with the, the prayer spinning things. The peace yeah. The path mm-hmm. run to there. Green Tara's temple was there too. So. Oh, well, Maybe. just a sure, reason to sure. go back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know we are like just keeping you and like taking all of your time and the parrot's getting fucking jealous. So <laughs> I don't want to piss him off. <laughs> and I really appreciate you because I could literally just ask a million questions to you endlessly. So thank you for being here and I would love to lure you back. Maybe we talk about Sophia or something else. Just let us know whenever you want to come back and what you want to talk about. Basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be a regular guest. For sure. Yes. You and Joshua, the parrot. Yeshua. 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 Apologize yeah. to the parrot, please. I'm going in Amends to the parrot. You're <laughs> in Yeshua. Yeah, I I like the name Jupiter for him too. So we'll see. (laughs) Thank you, Krista. Thank you so much, Krista. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Hi. Hi. So, what was your favorite part? Tell me, like, what was the? I think the aliens, duh, right? Like that. How this really should have been the missing sex, magic, women, and. Galactic light beams. Galactic light beams. We've got to stop saying aliens. We've got to pull it out of our vocabulary. But uh, Mm -hmm. no, like I, I, I'm endlessly fascinated about why we feel the need to disempower women. Like I, I honestly, I think about it for hours on end. Sometimes you know how I get about this about why men are so threatened by women, and you know. And then they get to like the church and I, I don't, anyone listening, don't get me wrong. I think there are some lovely churches. I think there's a lot of uh, source conscious people that, you know, are part of churches, but you know, overall, why do we feel the need to pluck women from their seat of power of divine feminine energy? So it fascinates me. And you know how I go into it's because women can get pregnant and men are secretly jealous of that power. But you know, it's, it fascinates their me. portals. Yeah. Life mm-hmm. portals. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, th- think about it, men. We can't create life within ourselves, sustain that life afterwards. We're secretly jealous. That's, that's the ultimate strength in life. Isn't it? <laughs> it's a great new life, but it just, it fascinates me how far back that goes. But then of course the light beings, like, I think we should definitely, you know, I'll go into ancient aliens all day long, girl, you know, mm-hmm. I know, I know. Um, I do want to say before we go that we do have a different date. We had to push our cacao ceremony back by one week because I did not post it quick enough, but I posted it now. So even better, actually spirit fucking delayed it because (laughs) it's the spring equinox the next day. So we just got divinely corrected. So 
yeah, it's just that. But um, so it's going to be Friday, March 19th. So two weeks from today, after the podcast, there's a little half hour break and then 6.30, 6.30 Pacific time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we're going to, but it's going to be on zoom. So you do need to hop into our group and register. There's an actual link to register that Solange is going to drop. And that's going to basically let us know it's going to get you the zoom link, but it is going to be interactive. So it's not going to be live like this. And if any of you have a question about what necessarily a cacao ceremony is, Ashley did break it down in a short video in our group. And you can also Mm -hmm. ask the question in our Facebook group, because this is a round table. Everyone's invited to participate in conversations, but it's going to, I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. We keep asking the same question for efficiency sake. I'm just going to tag them into the post explaining it. James volunteers to explain the same thing in many different things. I'm just for efficiency, you know, like it's a toddler mom life over here. Okay. Well, I like, when <laughs> but you you're welcome off. to ask. And then we're going to tag you. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I think that it's going to be really beautiful and amazing for us to come together and to activate one another. It's like, uh, I really see this as being a time of receiving and allowing with with the cacao and sort of opening to saying yes to what's in our vortex. And then I do feel like the energy of spring is like this time of renewal and of blossoming and new beginnings. I'm like tripping over my words. But yeah, I think it's going to be really powerful energetically to combine that specific ritual and ceremony with the energy of spring. What else? Anything I'm forgetting, my dear? Clothing optional. I just understand. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get spring equinox about it. <laughs> we oh yeah, and you guys, also, yeah. Also, just yeah. So you know, it is a free event, but it is if you there is a donation option, and we mm-hmm. it'd be awesome if you guys can donate and understand that it goes all towards the podcast. Uh, Ashley does pay a lot of out of pocket fees to keep the podcast going out of love. And we also want to expand the podcast. We want to have like cool, like mugs. Yeah. yeah, Like plan a trip. Maybe one day I have some fucking Sedona, like retreats Mm -hmm. with spiritual rebels and misfits. So this is going to help us expand our community. And yeah. So of course everyone is welcome. No one will be turned away, but if you do have the ability to just throw in some money for an energy exchange, we would greatly appreciate that. Um, Closing optional. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, and then for next month, we're going to do instead of mud wrestling, it's going to be some cacao wrestling. So just tune into that. (laughs) That'd be awesome. <laughs> we should start that. That will like be the thing that really br- cacao wrestling. Or instead back. of regular porn, it's like sex magic porn where it like activates your light body at the same time. I don't know. I yeah. you know what? I'm speaking things into possibility right now. So my light body gets activated with some porn already. So I'm just saying. <laughs> I think we should just leave it at that. But thank you, everybody. Yeah, thank you so much, you guys. <laughs> Bye, Bye, everyone. <laughs>